webcam style. second i'm gonna have to restart this and uh get it back up and running i'm, I'm running into some issues as you can see I'm gonna I'm gonna I just wanted to show you guys that I have video now I have the video functioning it's working we are rocking and rolling I've got the shares out I hope you guys have been helping out supporting uh, welcome back everybody welcome back I know it was your guys's fault that I wasn't streaming this last week um, it was entirely your guys's fault and so I appreciate you guys giving me the time to come back out here and uh, you know relive the greatness that is the beard so thank you guys all for being here today I uh, it is Monday night. Monday nights are always fantastic. Um especially when they're on Labor Day. Labor Day is always a fantastic day to be here um because there's no work beforehand. And so I got to get got to sit down and and crank through the Google machine. Thank you Fly to Mimi. Nice to see you as well. Got to crank through the Google machine, get down deep into the dark parts of the stories, and uh, hopefully bring you guys a fantastic show. So welcome in, everybody. If this is your first time here, my name is Mr. Merka, the Bearded Truth, Jason Lyme. I'm your neighborhood-friendly libertarian. Don't worry, I'm not going to bite. I don't violate the nap. So... <clears throat> I uh, want to give a quick shout outs and thank yous first off to Muddy Wars Media for giving me a platform to come out here to reach out to you, give me, give you my views, my opinions, and my stances on everything going on in the world, whether it's in politics or in societal issues. Certainly, we're going to get into both of those tonight. So, if you guys are checking out, checking us out from the YouTube's, from the Facebook feed. From the from Periscope, thank you guys for all tuning in live or whether you're catching the replay. And if you guys don't want to watch it on video and you want to check us on the audio-only formats, you can check out the podcast, Muddy Waters Media. You can find us at on, um, on Anchor FM or any of your other favorite podcast apps. Make sure you guys give us a five-star review. Whether you like us or not, throw us down with a five-star review, so we appreciate it. Um, helps us get exposure and, you know... It never hurts to to help out with the beard, the local Jew, or or the writer that we have, Matt Wright. So, a uh, fantastic group of guys here, of course, at Muddy Wars Media. Always a fantastic time. So, thank you guys all for being here. And that is the last person I have to thank, the last group of people that I have to thank. You, the audience. Thank you guys all for coming in, for sharing, for hitting the notification bells on all your favorite pat platforms, and for coming in, listening throughout the week. I do have some sad news to let you guys know. This week is going to be a little bit short for the Muddy Waters team. I will not be here on Friday night. I will actually, uh, because of Hurricane Dorian, I will actually will be leaving. Not really because of Hurricane. This was already a planned event, but it, it just happened to coincide right at the right time. I will be leaving the state. I'll be fleeing my way up to Yankee Land, up to Connecticut, uh, where I will be uh, doing my part in a wedding. And so I'm, I'm very excited to be able to take some time away to be able to get involved in that way. Um, but... 
that does mean that I will not be here for Friday night's show. So I will be resuming back Monday night next week. But in the meantime, we do have Spike and Matt still running the Tuesday through Thursday show. So make sure you guys are still tuning in for that. Um, all right, let's get down into what it is that uh, that is going on, right? Well, first, let's let's knock out this Hurricane Dorian. If you guys have been missing the news somehow, yes, there's a hurricane coming up to Florida. Should be hitting Florida uh, tomorrow-ish, today-ish. Um, you know, heavy rains, heavy winds. Um, the destruction is, is sure to be there because it is another Category 5 hurricane. Uh, super destructive, of course. Uh, winds right around the 200-mile-per-hour 200, 200 mark. So, uh, big... Big things happening there. Uh, President Trump had another gaffe. Uh, you know, between him and Biden, it's really hard to keep up with it. But it, it does provide some entertainment. It causes, you know, whenever whenever President Trump makes a gaffe, the left media, which is the most of them, they go hysterical. And they're like, this guy's just unhinged. Throw the 25th Amendment at him. Uh, Joe Biden does something in the right. It goes absolutely unhinged. And it's just like, yeah, this is normal. It's okay whatever president trump said he had not seen a, a category five before he's heard of category fours of course but he has never seen a category five and just last year we had hurricane irma that actually uh affected my area even uh, a couple hundred miles inland and so uh that was definitely a hurricane that i felt we felt the microburst from that and so uh it was interesting to see that one but it is what it is he said it the media is going insane about it. It is what it is. Uh, topics for tonight. We are, of course, going to be getting into the Odessa shooting. That's a big topic that everyone, of course, loves to talk about with me. Uh, your favorite Second Amendment guy. Uh, actually, got some some pretty big... Uh, I got a pretty big name out there that uh, was giving me props on the Second Amendment stuff. So I, I appreciate that. Um, I'm not going to drop your name because that's not the kind of style that I do. But I I have heard heard of it. So thank you for that. We're also going to be talking about uh, Maria Isabel Bueso, who is an Im immigrant from Guatemala. We're going to be talking about uh, Mad Dog Mattis. He's been out of the news for a long while because he's been outside of the Trump administration. Um, so now the the uh, the former Secretary of Defense kind of kind of got back into the limelight a little bit and uh, stirred up some stuff. Lost connection. Uh oh. Uh oh. You are we good? Let me let me tune in. Um, let me tune in on my phone and see if see if we're good to go. Um, <clears throat> Mad Dog Mattis. He has. I still got it. I still see it on my end. Um, Mad Dog Mattis made it back into the limelight, so we're going to cover a little bit about him. And of course, if we're going to talk about somebody who's disgruntled, uh, we have to talk about John Bolton, my favorite, my favorite, the Mustachio. The mustache is upset. He's getting sidelined, and that is, of course, a fantastic thing because uh, John Bolton is a... Let's just say it, it, there isn't an area in which John Bolton doesn't agree with bombing. Uh, probably including, you know, if if John Bolton was to work with the uh, the Solos, the Swalwell, whatever that joke's, Joker's name is, you know, they would both be like, let's nuke the American people, and they would be on top of it. They would be loving it. They would love the living poop out of that because we're PG over here. Um, we're also going to be talking about Anna Chambers. If you guys haven't heard of her, she is kind of a small name out there in the Twitter Twitter world, but she uh, her court case came out uh, with two officers, so we're going to dive into that a little bit. There's a there's a, a bigger problem there that I don't think a lot. First off, I don't think a lot of people hear about the Anna Chambers story, let alone know about the bigger problem that there within. And then of course we have to go to. Uh, one of my least favorite states in the, in the entire union, uh, Michigan, University of Michigan, pushing out for bias response teams. So if you say something that you don't, they don't like, uh, they will call the cops on you. So we got to cover good old Michigan. So a lot of good stuff to get through tonight. I'm excited. I hope you guys are as well. I've missed you all. I'm glad to be back. I'm so thankful. Uh, Actually, if you guys know me from my personal profile, I was actually spending a little time in D.C., got to spend a little bit of time in the in the nation's capital, got to go see the monuments, and uh, got, got to get some good training in. So it was some good time. Now I'm glad to be back. 
This Odessa shooting. Let's get into it. Let's get into the wonderful Second Amendment stuff because that, you know, I'm wearing a Second Amendment shirt. You know, rugged suppressors, fantastic uh, firearm suppressor manufacturing. Uh, if you're looking for something to make your make your pew pews a little bit quieter, check out rugged suppressors. I am not paid by them anymore. So uh, that's, that's a legit advertisement right there. What's up? Um, so anyways, down in Odessa, there was a man, well... He was outside of Odessa at the time. There was an individual who was driving down the road, missed a turn signal. That's right. Road pirates got on top of this, so they pulled him over. During the time when uh, when he gets pulled over, this individual started firing upon the cops. That's obviously a no-no. Here, here at Muddy Waters Media, we disagree with the idea of killing people. We think murder is bad. We think that murder is bad. We think that murder is bad. Um, and, and it's regardless of what occupation you're in, murder is bad. So anyways... After the firing started, he started driving away, and during the times of, of attempting to drive away, he was firing upon other vehicles as well as other pedestrians. A lot of lot of uh, destruction, a lot of chaos there, a lot of, of harm obviously being brought down upon innocent people that had nothing to do with this. <laughs> oh, I triggered somebody if we're Michigan. I love this. Um... <laughs> So anyways, he's he's driving down, bringing down reign of terror upon people. And, and of course, whenever you're in a situation like this, uh, of course, killings are, are horrible. Mass shootings are horrible. And the seven lives that were lost um, are obviously very tragic and it's hor- horrible. Uh, more seven lives were lost as well as the shooters, which I'm not. I'm not that opposed to the shooters' lives being taken. Um, but then also, more than twenty people were also injured during during the event. A lot of things has come out from this, right? We can we can go into the to the roots of the of the shooter and all that. I'm not really that interested in it. I'm more interested in what the response was. If we look at the response of what people were, uh, what people were saying, the attacks that they were making, you know, uh, Beto, Beto O'Rourke, Francis, Robert O'Rourke came out, and uh, you know he he. He had he had words. He had many words. The words that he had were of plenty and and anger. Um, and it always uh, and it, it never he never lets me down. Good old Beto, right? Initial response or initial reports were that the the shooter was Beto O'Rourke's fan. Uh, this has been not been confirmed by many sources and so i'm not one that's going to be pushing that angle uh we what we see with every shooting is is that you know the the right wing comes out and they say that immediately it was a a left winger and the left wing comes out and says no no it's a right winger we know exactly who it was but claiming that there was a a political persuasion there um i think we're we're getting into a weird situation i have not seen a picture of the alleged uh beater work sticker on the back of the individual's truck uh, but nonetheless, Beto O'Rourke comes out and immediately, kind of in like a town hall event, just talking to a bunch of organizers, just saying, this is effed up, this is terrible, I, I can't believe that this is happening, we have to talk about guns, we have to handle the gun situation. And then he goes on CNN, and when he goes on CNN, he has a one-on-one with the, um, <clears throat> with the, with the host, and during this time, Oh no, this might not be the video. Um, during this time, he he's sitting out here, and this was kind of the beginning where I was talking about he's he's really upset and angry. Um, he decides that on 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 the news he's going to drop the f word. So I'm going to fast forward a little bit. Here it is. I, I might have missed this some sometime back around there, but I apologize. I I did not have that video prepped up for you guys, and that is entirely my fault. The host, uh, I need a producer. So send me your resumes if you want to be my producer. But in the intro, so he basically said that the entire gun gun situation is effed up. Drops this on CNN, and everybody everybody came out of the woodworks was like, he's swearing on CNN, guys. Look at the dude's record. 
Beto O'Rourke is not not one of those guys that like you know he's prim and proper. He's not one of those guys that is afraid of dropping the f bomb every once in a while. I'm really quite upset that Beto O'Rourke showing of how relevant he is, showing how um, how involved he is with the the younger hip generation that he didn't come in on a half pipe, throw the f bomb down, and chug a, a, a white claw. And just tell us about how, you know, there ain't no laws when you're drinking the claw. You know, I. Beto O'Rourke, he's not your typical guy. He's not your typical politician. He's not some polished man. And of course, he's he's sitting around like, what, two and a half percent, two percent? He's not going to be making much further. But he is trying to. All he is trying to do is just get people to look at him. And so when you get upset about him using the F word, you think, oh, it's uncouth of him. All you're doing is building up uh, his publicity. All you're doing is, is enabling him. And and he's one of the individuals out there going uh, absolutely insane with talking about, you know, we need to remove all, all semi-automatic rifles. <clears throat> it needs to, it, it's, uh, he's one of the individuals that I think that really, we just let him go. Let him just talk and and don't even like fact check him. Just just ignore him, and he will go away uh, with with due time. Right? He's not going to be making anywhere in the presidential election, and uh, I don't think that he's even riling up a base to to keep his his support for his seat. So we'll see Peter work fading off into the distance. Uh, that'll be fantastic. Uh, the other guy that I love to talk about, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Joe Biden talking about. Good old Joe Biden. Not having the opportunity to uh, really mess with little girls' hairs at all lately, but he has had some opportunity to say some really weird things. I was just watching a video just before I uh, started here where he's he's supporting the $25 minimum wage. That's right. $15 minimum wage? No, 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 no. Not far enough. Inflation has already hit from the $13 that we've had in some states, and the $11 in other states. So we got to go to 25 but beyond that, when it comes to when it comes to the gun control topic, Joe Biden believes that what we should be pushing for is to ban things that have multiple multiple rounds in a magazine. So, Joe Biden is pushing us down the path, pushing us down the way towards having not even a semi-automatic weapon, but just having not even really even a bolt action. Just the old musket. Shove it down, put the pour some gunpowder in there, shove it down there, and then launch it away. Right? Get us down to four rounds per minute. You know, if you're if you're an expert, of course, you might be able to get five, but Joe Biden is pushing us that way. And that in I wish a tyrant would. I wish a tyrant would. As we continue to listen to Dan Crenshaw and a bunch of Republicans pushing red flag laws and pushing for for different ways of regulating and controlling who uh, who is capable of being able to defend themselves, their their lives, their families' lives, and their property, um, you know, the left is moving further to the left. And I wish a tyrant would. And in the time of Hong Kong, in the time of France, in the time of Venezuela. I wish that there was an event out there that would stir up the American populace and realize, hey, the American government is not in our interest. The American government is actually working against our interest constantly. And having somebody in office, having somebody that's running for office, having somebody that has any political power advocate against your rights to be able to protect your life, your liberty, and your pursuit of happiness, they would never be looked at favorably. If you're in the third, looking at it from 3,000 feet above, right? That cannot be looked at favorably by anybody who understands what it means to, to actually have to have those rights and to be able to protect your rights. Because we understand what happens when you lose them. Don't give them up. Don't give them away. Don't give them an inch. Fight. Fight every bit of this. Rile up other people around you in your communities. Find activists within your counties, within your districts, and go to your representative's office and say, you will not infringe upon my rights. Because if if Joe Biden gets in, and, and I really think it's going to be Elizabeth Warren from the DNC, but if Joe Biden makes it in and he's able to rile up the troops and, and start banning weapons, start banning magazines and saying, look, it's just an accessory. It's not even a part of the functioning part of the gun. 
so we can, and and he gets the Supreme Court to buy off on this and everything else, there goes our rights. There goes our rights. Now suddenly, just having a a, a three-round magazine, a five-round magazine, would be bannable and punishable. I'm not interested in an America where I'm unable to defend myself. I'm not interested in a world like that. You can you could be interested in that all you want to, and I'm not going to be one of those people, well, if you don't like it, leave. But there's plenty of countries out there that they will constantly talk about, that, that everybody constantly talks about when it comes to gun control. And they're like, well, why don't we just do what Australia did? Why don't we do what the UK did? Why don't, why don't you... Why don't you just, if that's, if that's your ideal, if that's what you love, if that's what you agree with, why would you want to emulate another country when you can move to that country? If you are, are just wanting to make a spitting image of another country, why do you waste your time in trying to, trying to force that upon other people? Why don't you just do it? Why don't you just go live it? And even, even, even if you don't want to leave... Make your own little community. Just because you you don't like people with guns doesn't mean that you can't make a community that doesn't allow guns within it. I don't want to be a part of that community. So you go you go take your, your, your crap town, you go make that, you make a community there, and you say, all right, guys, we're all going to agree not to have guns. And when guns come into your area, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. We've tried this with Chicago. We've tried this with Baltimore. We've tried this with Detroit. Of trying to ban violence. Of trying to ban people doing evil acts. Of people destroying each other's properties. And it doesn't work. So allow me to be able to protect myself. Allow me to be able to protect myself. And if you don't, then you're going to have to come and take them. And you better be, you better man up. If you're going to advocate for this stuff, I want you on the front lines. I want you on the front lines coming to take my guns. Come knock on my door and ask me if you can have my guns. I I doubt there's a single person advocating for this that will also be man enough to step up and do it themselves. I got way off my show notes. (laughs) Uh, So anyways... back Back to the story at hand. So they're in Texas, actually. They're in Texas this Sunday. So yesterday, there actually was a new law that enabled more people to be able to carry their guns in areas like school grounds and stuff like that. So they, they kind of loosen up the laws coming in to this Sunday. So the day after the situation went down, well, this happened Saturday morning. Sunday morning, these new laws came into effect. And of course, that had to be the big talking point for a lot of people. Oh, look at this. There was a guy that shot in the middle of the streets that drove down the road and went to uh, pulled into a, to a cinema's parking lot. And then they had a shootout. What if he went into a school? Which brings me to my next point. We keep talking about how, you know, the left keeps talking about pushing gun control and pushing these these ideas that they're going to stop some big issue. They're going to stop, you know, killings from happening, mass shootings from happening. They're going to stop this, that, and the other. But not a single one of the damn laws that they're trying to propose right now are actually going to address the problem that was within this situation. The shooter in this situation previously filed to get a firearm went through the legal background checks and failed and then le- illegally against the law went and obtained a firearm and then illegally against the law used that upon other people so if we're not going to address the problem if we're not going to address how we're going to fix the problem the the, the situation at hand if we are going to address that, then you're, the laws that you're pushing ain't worth a damn. Then all you're doing is just pushing your agenda. You're just pushing your narrative, and it's absolutely worthless. So I, I, I can't say that I blame them. I can't say that I would blame them, right? Take any advantage, take, use any leverage that you can. Try to do whatever whatever it is that you can in order to move your agenda because... You're trying to pull on people's heartstrings. But I can... You're a mental midget at the same damn time. You're a mental midget. Because anybody 
who would sit down and think logically for half a second would realize, yeah, this isn't this isn't going to change anything. You know, it, it it really won't. So the Odessa shooting, terrible, tragic event. I my my heart breaks for the seven people that were killed. Um, and there's so many different aspects of this that are not being addressed, right? There's so many different aspects out there that are not being addressed on a societal level. It doesn't require law enforcement. It doesn't require government. It requires us as a society to figure out how we're going to make things better. And certainly there may be aspects of this, um, of, of, of previous mass shooters, maybe even this one where the laws have gotten in the way of, of, of legislation getting in the way of law enforcement, all these different things getting in the way and that, you know, we can, we can discuss those as they come up, but there's a lot of societal issues there and government will never be able to fix a society. Government can't fix itself. Why would it be able to fix outside? Hmm. Horrible. So I want to move on to Maria Isabel Buezo. So if you guys haven't heard of her, this is one where I, I, I'm hoping that I'm not going to be uh, not going to be angering too many of you. But Maria is somebody that has helped a tremendous amount of Americans. She was seven years old when she came to the U.S. She came to the U.S. not illegally, but on an invitation in order to help out for medical testing. See, she has a rare medical disease in which basically she's been paralyzed from the waist down. Um, and she's been uh, one of the byproducts of this is that she is much shorter in stature than many. And as, as a result, her lifespan was expected to be much shorter. So she came in on an invitation for medical testing in order to basically be a guinea pig in order to help find a cure or help find ways of, of providing long, uh, elongating the lives of those with, with diseases like this. And so originally her life expectancy would be to about adolescence, you know, mid teens. She is now 24 years old. She's won multiple awards for advocacy in DC and helping others with rare diseases. And, um, she has been given a a letter that is being viewed as, as by her doctors and her family and everyone else as a, as a death threat. And because she is not a citizen, because she is not somebody who has a green card, she was invited here and... What is it? Three, four, three, seven... Seventeen years later? Sorry. Mm-hmm couldn't math for some reason 17 years later um she's being she was given a notice by ice to 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 get out of the country that if she doesn't leave that she will be deported and so we're in a situation where somebody who came in and and not only was relying upon our healthcare system but but came in in order to help grow our healthcare system um is now being declined because of where she derived from, where she came from in Guatemala. This is not, these are not services. These are not medications that are being provided there. She will die within a short uh, period of time. So she is being deported by ICE, by the government, because of the zero tolerance being put into place. Now, I, we can, you can argue with the zero tolerance thing all day long. You, we can argue until we're blue in the face. But I think that there certainly are situations like this where it's just not warranted, right? Was she doing any harm to anyone else? Absolutely not. She was an advocate. She was somebody that was helping out make lives better here in America. Was she dependent upon others? She was dependent upon the medications. And and as far as I could find, there wasn't she wasn't being given this for free. Right? Her family who lives here was helping provide for a lot of this. Um so she wasn't she wasn't like a, a blood sucking leech on society. She was somebody who helped provide through through medical treatment, through medical practice, as well as through her her her, uh, her oral words and advocacy there in D.C. Um, her being removed, I think, really is a, a is a strong testimony against the idea of the zero tolerance. Now, I'm all in favor, right? And many people are of of having an immigration policy, of having a a strong standing immigration policy in which, you know, when you violate things, when you you, uh, create victims by your presence, you know, that there could be a punishment there. 
But Maria is not one of those. Maria is not one of those. And and so I'm hoping that that just Maria's case will 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 give you pause. Will give you a second where you can think about it and go maybe zero tolerance isn't the way a society should ever be ran, right? And sure, the ICE officials say that each case is looked at case by case, individually, to make sure that they're making the right decision. But there's no appeal process. There's no there's no way for them to argue a, a change. It's basically leave the country. You have 33 days, and after 33 days, we're going to remove you by force. Neither the drug nor the medical care that she requires is available in Guatemala. Without the drug, her health is expected to quickly deteriorate. Her breathing could become... Uh, belabored and she could suffer cardiac arrest and become susceptible to infections that is from the from her american doctors here in the states um it's 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 a struggle it's a struggle to hear about a story like that right maria isabel Boisa. That, that one that one, that's one that does that does hit me to my core a little bit you know somebody who who came out does great things brothers around her Who's an advocate? Who's an activist? That's that's the reward. <sighs> so two news for our foreign foreign affairs for situations home and abroad. Uh, first one we're going to get into is big Mad Dog Mattis. I still see people saying Mad Dog Mattis twenty twenty. He's not running for president. Simmer down over there. But Mad Dog Mattis, the big mean. Uh, uh, the big mean Marine who has a knife hand and a knife on him at all times in order to cut cheesecake. Well, he finally comes out and has a presser, and, and during this presser, he talks about why it is that he left the the Trump administration, and um, it's a little bit telling, right? It's a little bit telling because it may not be what a lot of people thought it would be, but. I was excited to see exactly why it was that he had left. And because of this, I said good riddance. So Madison said that he had left due to Trump deciding to push forward with pulling out of Syria. Trump was pulling the troops out and Madison says, no, no, we must stay. We must remain. And because of that difference, because of that difference of keeping the troops in Syria, Madison had to leave. He was a fearful that we were going to be betraying our allies in the region and leaving them susceptible to uh, to terrorism and to other attacks. That doesn't mean that we stay indefinitely in other countries. It's so on that on that ground, right? It's it's interesting to see how many people in in. I think maybe before I do my next show, I will try to. I will try to. If you guys, if you guys want to help me compile this list, I think it'd be fantastic. Um, send me DMs with every person that has been a part of the Trump administration and every one of them that has left, right? And we'll we'll figure out how many reasons. How many of it was because of you know Trump had a promise when he came on the campaign trail. One of those things was pulling out of Syria. If somebody else joins the force, joins the ranks of of being with. Uh, President Trump during his presidential tenure and were incapable or unable to change their views, change President Trump's view on this. And as a result, they have left. I, I, I want to look into that. That would be interesting for me. Um, but so that 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 dynamic there, it made a little bit of news, but I, I thought it was great because it showed that Trump really was excited about pulling out of at least Syria. And, and certainly right now we're talking about Afghanistan as well, which brings us into our next topic, which is John Bolton. John Bolton, the mustache. He's getting sidelined. I would love your list, Pat. I would love your list. Uh, John Bolton gets sidelined in Afghanistan. That is the most fantastic news ever, right? Anytime John Bolton's getting sidelined, I'm cheering, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the topic is because John Bolton, not the greatest of people, not the greatest of people. And, and I can say that no guilt on my conscience. So the national security advisor was left off the list for a high stakes meeting with Afghanistan. Because he has been an internal foe. An internal foe 
of an emerging peace deal. He wants to stop progress. He doesn't want peace. He doesn't want us to come together and to make things better. Now, this is coming, of course, from Afghanistan, where we've been there since 2001. 18 years. There are individuals right now in Afghanistan from the initiating event in which they were not born. Yes. Yes. You imagine, imagine right now, you're going to go, you know, most of us are above the age of 18. Imagine right now that we're going to go and invade Germany for World War II. Now we could be we could we can understand the historical context of that. We can understand why it was that it was so uh so disgusting of what went on in Germany. But none of us were directly affected by that. Now I maybe maybe I've aged a, a, a couple or maybe I've, I've cut some ages off of a couple of you and I apologize if I did that. But but you got to get the sense of this, right? If you were ne- if you weren't alive around the times in which that was happening, and you'd go to war for that? Like, Maybe we could pump the brakes a little bit. Maybe we should be checking out the, the objects that we're trying to achieve, the objectives that we're trying to achieve there. Um, it's not... Mm. So John Bolton um, <clears throat> getting sidelined. Uh, Tom Wright, an international security expert at the Brookings Institute, said, I can't think of another example where a national security advisor was sidelined like this. One thing that makes this different from normal bureaucratic infighting is that Bolton has pitted himself against a policy the president clearly supports. So now we have, we just talked about Mad Dog Mattis, and now we're talking about John Bolton. Both of them are clearly against what the president has been supporting for a long time. Both Syria and Afghanistan have been um, uh, campaign promises by the Trump, or by President Trump, and they both have joined in being contrary to that. Now, I'm not sure if Trump was just trying to test the waters and see if, you know, how strong his gut feeling was on this or what it was. But you have to wonder why. Why why would you take on people that so um, vehemently disagree with you? And now continuing on with John Bolton, on North Korea, Trump has continued to push for a nuclear deal while downplaying Pyongyang's reoccurring short-range ballistic missiles testing as something many nations do. Bolton, who Trump has kept out of key meetings, so he's out of Afghanistan, he's out of out of uh, North Korea, uh, whom Trump has kept out of key meetings with North Korean officials, has criticized the test, underscoring that they violate UN Security Council resolutions. And it, NSC spokesperson stressed that Bolton continues to support the president's position for a complete denuclearization of North Korea. He just opposes how he does it. Joel Bolton would like to denuclearize by just blowing them up. Potentially. Potentially. I'm not going to say that's his exact stance, but I don't think it would be hard to be pushing that far into it. Um, So, the question is is why, why is Trump taking on these people? Why does he keep bringing people in like this? I, I've been wondering this really since the beginning of his of his administration, right? He's always been one of the more volatile people. Um, early on, I took the stance, you know, with Rex Tillerson and everything else, that you know Trump was a businessman that he's bringing people in for for a clear objective, right? You have this task, come in, do your job. Once you're done with your job, you're kind of done with your effectiveness. You're done with your usefulness. I'm going to throw you out, cast you away, and I'm going to bring somebody new in. Mattis may may have been uh, you know very effective uh, effective at helping destroy ISIS for that while you know there was large amounts of cheers from the Trump administration from Fox News and from the, our friends the Republicans um, and so he was effective in that in that means so there there is at least something warranted there with Mattis but with Bolton what the hell are we gaining from Bolton? Mike Pompeo's not so not so cold at night. He's got a snuggle buddy. Like what 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 is really to gain by having Bolton and and Pompeo? I'm I'm curious. I digress. Uh, do we go to Michigan or do we do go to Anna Chambers? Let's go to Anna Chambers first. So 
Back in September 2017, imagine this. There's two guys and a girl in a pizza place. I mean, sorry. Two guys and a girl in a car driving down the road. They get pulled over. Two officers pull pull over the car, and the woman in the vehicle, Anna Chambers, as her uh, online alias goes, admits to having weed and clonopin, which is an anti-seizure medication. Um, so because she has drugs on her and she's admitted to having them, uh, they decide that they're going to arrest this five foot three, hundred pound woman and bring her back to to their car. No problem, right? Makes sense. Now, while she was handcuffed, while she was being detained, both officers decide to have sexual intercourse with her. The allegation is that it was rape. Their allegations was that it was consensual. Now, as a result from this, now, as a result from that specific situation, uh, she was given back her pills, her clonopin. She was given back her clonopin, and the, the stop was never reported. It was never recorded by either officer. Does this sound fishy to you guys? Like, really? Girl says that she's got drugs on her. You handcuff her, bring her back. Both officers have sex with her. Give her back half of the drugs. And then never report any of it. I mean, at least they got high off of it, I guess, right? If they never recorded it, they probably kept the weed and they disposed of it by ingesting it. Not injecting it, I'm sorry. I almost said it. I almost said it. Think about that Fox News clip from, from two weeks back. really does really does make a, a a scary situation there so either a they raped her and as as a consolation prize said we're not going to punish you we've punished you enough by forcing ourselves upon you or b she had swindled her way and she had said look have sex with me and uh, we'll just let this all all go away. In either case, in either case, I think that there should be uh, the charges against the officers need to be pretty heavy, right? Because you have an expectation. If you have a, a higher responsibility, if you have responsibility and you're supposed to be the front lines with your society, there's got to be a level of expectation for you, that's going to be above what others have. And so if you're being bribed, if you're being bribed with sex, and you accept that, I don't want you being a law enforcement officer. Or if you're raping people and then letting them go, and just hoping that, you know, hey, if you uh, if you go ahead and report this, then uh, we'll come back for the, for the clonopin, which isn't registered to you. Come back for the, and hit you with the weed charges. Throw you in jail. In either case, in either case, I really don't think that uh, a little jail time is too much to ask for. As a result from this, they have given five years. Five years probation. So they walk free every single day. But they have resigned. But... Here's the silver lining. It closed a loophole which allows officers to claim sex with suspects was consensual. What the actual hell? Closed a loophole in which officers were allowed to claim sex with suspects was consensual. What kind of a society is this? What If our law enforcement agents, our law enforcement officers are able to go... Though they said it was consensual. Well, did you have your body cam on? No, I, was, I wasn't trying to make a porno. Jeez. What kind of a monster do you think I am? Oh, of course not. <laughs> I, I, I'm dumbfounded that the, that was a loophole that needed to be closed. 
No, maybe if you weren't a suspect, maybe you know if you're if you're going to waste the taxpayer dollar and you're going to go out there and and you know find your wife, find your girlfriend, find your mistress or whatever, and you know get a little handy. You can argue that, but if they're a, sus- a suspect, we thought she uh, we thought she stole some candy from the corner store. She gave me a she gave me a blowy, and uh, you know it was consensual, consensual. Oh, so she just stole candy. Well, the store said that she stole like six hundred dollars worth of televisions. It was candy. Like, what the, what the hell? What the hell? I can't believe that that is a loophole that's available. Can't believe that. I'm glad that that thing is closed up because there's no reason, no necessary reason for that. Having the authority to be able to kill people, having the authority to be able to, like, really destroy people's lives, and they go, well, I could say that they were consensual. Put my penis in them. Fuck, fuck. Ah. All right, I got to move over to the bias response team over there at University of Michigan. He's being the arbiters of First Amendment speech. Uh, so over there, if you guys, you guys may have seen this, this actually came from Tucker Carlson on his show. He had a guest on that was talking about over there at University of Michigan, they're pushing a new program for a bias response team. So... Imagine this. You're walking through college. You're walking through the grounds. And you hear somebody say something triggering like Trump, immigration, the wall, marijuana, homosexuality, heterosexuality, cisgender white male. There's just something out there that you're walking down the, the, down the way and you hear something that's triggering. Well, what they would like for you to do is to report this online. Report online what was the nasty words that you heard, what kind of offensive speech that it was, and who was the who had the gall to say such things on our tolerant on our tolerant campus. And as a result, this will go this report will go to the administrators. Not only to the administrators, but also to the police. So you say something that somebody else doesn't like. Like, facts don't care about your feelings. Oh, he aggressed upon my feelings. Write the report. Now the administrators administrators, and the police get a hold of it. If they're far enough left-leaning, they go, well, it's more about our truth than the real truth. Then punishments can be given such as remediation, cultural appropriation training, unconscious bias, or you could be suspended or expelled. You could be suspended or expelled for saying things that people don't like. Whew. Whew. So let's go through this. Remediation. So we're gonna we're we're gonna have to take you back in time, all right? We're gonna we're gonna go through what you said, how we could change it, so that way we're not fluffing up the feathers. We're not ruffling people's feathers, right? It's important we live together in a society that you know we don't we don't hurt people's feelings. So please explain to me exactly what it is that you said because the allegation said that I was too triggered to be even to be able to write it down as to what you said uh, it said that President Trump was going to be elected again in 2020 oh, 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 oh. alright you can't say the T word can't say the E word don't even talk about 2020 because Democrats don't have a chance alright that, 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 we clear on this Remediation done. Cultural appropriation training. Some guy walks in wearing, I don't know, some white guy wears a Bob Marley shirt. Cultural appropriation. Bob Marley Bob Marley was not white. How dare you wear that? Expelled. Unconscious bias. Hey, uh, you kind of, I saw your eyes. You shifted away when, when somebody walked in through the door. Did you have to notice who they were? No, I, I was literally just looking around the shop. I was, I was sitting down, drinking a coffee, having a good time. Uh, well, it was a black person. You're white. Unconscious bias. Expelled. This this is what... This... This is what University of Michigan is pushing. Right? This is... This is... This is fantastic. 
there is a lawsuit going on. Speech first versus Michigan. So go ahead and check that one out if you guys are if you guys are into legalese stuff. Um, but that's just asinine. If you want, if you don't like speech, how do you beat speech with better speech? If you just try to beat people into submission, all you're going to do is ruffle up some feathers, and you're going to instigate more trouble. You're going to instigate more trouble for not just yourself, but for the sides and the divides. I can't believe that this is real life. I cannot believe that this is real life. And so with that, ugh, don't don't say the T word, don't say the E word, and don't, don't mention 2020 because Democrats don't have a chance. With that, guys, I hope you guys all have a great night. I will see you guys next Monday. Remember, I will not be here this Friday night. But do make sure you tune in uh, on all of the all of our uh, platforms on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Periscope to tech, check us live Monday through Thursday this week, Monday through Friday every other week. And uh, check out the podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star review. And uh, we always appreciate all the support, all the likes, the retweets, the shares. And for you hitting all the notification bells on every platform, make sure you don't miss a single show. And with that, y'all, I hope you all have a great week. And you guys stay safe. I'll see you guys on Monday. Have a good week. I'll see you all later. I am Mr. Murka, the Bearded Truth, Jason Lyon.